Salutations! Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter-Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from Les Showcase, discussing the 2014 found footage horror film, As Above, So Below. The film was directed by John Eric Dowdle, who co-wrote the script with his brother, Drew Dowdle. Riding the waves of the found footage craze and possessing an interesting premise, along with historical and literary references, the film became a box office success despite mixed reviews from critics. Interestingly, it is also the first feature to ever film inside of the infamous catacombs in Paris, France. This film was suggested to us by friends of the show, at Brian Tempora on Instagram, Imbu Makongo, and Charlie Partita. Be sure to check out Charlie's YouTube channel, Charlie Avocado. So, as above, so below. What were your first impressions on the film? When I watched it the first time, I wasn't really able to kind of watch it, watch it, because mm-hmm. I had kids. <laughs> so they were, you know, taking priority over whatever. But As I, they do. Uh, right. <laughs> but I, I, from what I seen, it was a lot of cool shots and a lot of good stuff going on. Right. This time watching it again, I really, I did like it. Now know? that you I, got to actually Yeah, now that I actually got to sit there and it. pay attention to it, I did enjoy it. Yeah. You know, it was short, but it was... I mean, it was good. I liked it. Surprisingly short. Yeah, no, yeah. Especially it, for all the themes they're trying to yeah, cram in no, there. Yeah. What did you think of it? I never watched it before. I watched it for this. I remember we had John Paul's sister over one time, and we were going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And like he put it on Netflix, and I was like, I don't want to watch this. I don't know why. <laughs> what changed uh, your mind? I don't. I, don't, I didn't think it was going to be good. I don't know why, and I didn't know anything about it. I just I didn't want to watch it. And so I think we ended up watching The Right instead. But Yeah, I don't know why we didn't watch it. <laughs> I don't know. But it was way better than I had expected. It was way better than the beginning of the film led me to believe it was going to be. Right. Because I did not care for the beginning of this movie. <laughs> but uh, coming away from it, I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I personally am not a big fan of found footage films. because. Right. Every found footage film I watch as they come up with these ridiculous contrivances to keep the camera running or to keep someone holding the camera. And so it takes me out of the film when found footage is supposed to be the most immersive version of horror. But I thought thought they did well for a found footage film. It didn't take me out of it. It did at the beginning, but as it went on, you kind of got immersed. I was sold on the premise alone simply because of the setting. See, I didn't even know about that. I knew nothing going I, into this movie. I actually saw it in theaters, this movie. Oh, wow. And whenever I had seen the trailer for it, the premise sold it. Mm-hmm. I am so intrigued by the idea mm-hmm. of hell. It's so interesting to me. I don't believe in it, but I think it's really neat. Right. <laughs> and uh, the setting, like I said, the catacombs in Paris. Mm-hmm. Nay and I grew up in Europe because our parents were military. Yeah. And we would go to Paris periodically as a child i didn't know that this place existed well we probably, we probably shouldn't. shouldn't have gone if we <laughs> if we did know but i would have loved to have gone i loved skeletons as a kid i wanted to grow up to be a skeleton as a kid little did i know i you already will. had one inside of me yeah. you are a skeleton. we're already yeah i mean what's to hate about a skeleton they're always happy they're always happy <laughs> but this film made me want to go back simply to go into those catacombs and see what's going on down there. But to stick to the tour designated guy, the route. Tour guy, <laughs> yeah. 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 I did read on Internet Movie Database that this movie had no screening for critics. They didn't screen it or anything before it came out. Seeing it that, was just... <laughs> that's worrisome. <laughs> yeah. 
typically speaking, it isn't always the case, but a lot of times filmmakers won't screen a movie for critics because they're like, oh, they're going to rip it to shreds, which will cut into our box right, office. Right, right. And so they're like, let's not screen it for critics and just let the public find <laughs> right. out. But that's the thing, though. Yeah, what just you go. If, yeah. You, if you look at, like, user reviews, mm-hmm. it is so polarizing. Like, an equal mix of tens and ones. Like, it's insane. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I see why people like this movie. I see why people hate this movie. Right. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Now, before we walk through the gates of hell, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's abandon all hope and enter. So the film opens on Scarlett Marlowe, played by Perdita Weeks. She's speaking into a camera. She's riding on a bus and she explains that she's planning to illegally enter a cave in Iran. Apparently the cave is soon to be destroyed. And so it has some artifacts in there that she wants to retrieve. She calls it a crucial piece of history. Mm -hmm. And if she gets caught, she's going to be put to death and she doesn't care, basically. But I'm like, if that's the punishment, why are you speaking at full volume on a bus full of people? Somebody here could know English. That's all I was thinking. And then they would just be like, what the fuck? Caesar, yeah. like, hey, what did you yeah, say? Yeah, she was serious. I got like, you. I was like, you literally could have filmed this at any point before no. you got here. Yeah, like, there's no discretion. And the other thing is, there was no reason to, be, to be filming doing this. It then? Yeah. But after she gets off the bus, she meets up with a contact named Ressa, and he invites her into her house. But he warns her of the dangers of what she's about to do. Mm-hmm. His family, I guess, moves a cabinet away from a wall <laughs> to reveal a giant hole. Yeah. I was like, this, this is gonna. <laughs> This movie sucks. <laughs> We're 30 seconds Already, in, you're like sucks. off to a bad start. But Scarlett climbs through the hole and she makes her way down the ladder with Reza and you hear an alarm sounding, which is apparently the demolition crew clearing the area for the explosion. Right. So they realize they don't have much time and so Scarlett follows Reza through the tunnels. Mm-hmm. I do want to say I love the red lights in these tunnels as they get down there. Right. It yeah. looks pretty cool and eerie with very minimal effort. You just put in some yeah. light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> Very cheap. But some men with flashlights are patrolling the area as Ressa leads Scarlet around undetected. It's honestly some Metal Gear Solid shit for a while. Yeah. (laughs) And he finally leads her to this artifact. And they stop at a wall and it's got ancient writing on it. And so Scarlet checks it out and she's totally amazed by it. She then grabs out some tools and fucking starts chiseling away at it. I was like, it it has to be preserved, but let's fucking smash yeah. it. She's like, mm, I've already seen it. Next. <laughs> <laughs> but she smashes the shit out of it, and then she kicks it open. And again, I'm like, first of all, you were just hiding out like Solid Snake, but now yeah, you can just now, loudly yeah. break shit with fucking no anything. No guards. The guards were literally right there. We heard them. No, yeah. But now it doesn't matter. So once they're inside, she finds a giant statue of what looks like a bull, uh-huh. and she refers to it as the Rose Key. Ressa apparently has had enough, and he's like, you know, they're yeah, going to blow he... this thing to, to smithereens. Uh, I got a family. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he tells yeah. her. He's like, he's, yeah. Honestly, he's well, gone he above and beyond. Oh, I was going to yeah. say, he shouldn't have even gone down. <laughs> I would have pointed to the hole and yeah. been like, hurry oh, up. Oh, it's go, down yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, find uh, your way. Also, sidebar, with all this demolition going down right, I guess, down the road from where that hole is in their house, wouldn't their house also explode? <laughs> but yeah, I, didn't... I thought that was odd. And don't then, look too closely. And uh, don't are, look behind the curtain. Are we supposed to le- believe every home in Iran has a secret the hatch? 
too. It was just an odd thing. But anyways, Scarlet understands and she says that her father spent his entire life searching for this. So she has to scan the markings with a camera for posterity and I guess later research. Right. Mm-hmm. And after she, I guess, gets what she needs, the alarm sounds. Perfect timing. Well, yeah. Like, and we're done They here. were like, she got it? Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> but you hear something like a countdown. And so Scarlet decides it's time to hit the bricks. She makes her way through the tunnels, but she hears somebody whisper her name. When she turns around, she sees a man hanging by his neck. He spins around choking, and then the cave explodes. Scarlet runs through the explosion and debris. Somehow mm-hmm. does not become a corpse during this process. <laughs> yeah. But she's calling for Raysa to help her. Yeah. And I, I was don't... like, don't don't be calling yeah, him now. He already left. You got him into enough shit. Yes. You don't need to bring him down into the debris. But she climbs back up the ladder into Reza's house, who had the good common sense to get out early. Because he's like, I fucking told you this shit <laughs> yes. was coming. But she collapses on the floor right in front of the camera, of course. And Reza tells her how much she reminds him of her father but says to be careful because his quest was, quote, a path to madness. Now, I think one of my least favorite things, like I said at the top, Mm -hmm. is the contrived reasons to film in found footage films. This one, I think it would have worked, especially in this scene right here, would have worked so much better if she just dropped the camera and we heard her and Ressa talking. Instead, it's this perfectly framed (laughs) shot. (laughs) I'm like, look, you just got out of an explosion, but you're still got enough wherewithal. The rule of thirds. It's like, fucking just throw the camera down. But anyways, Scarlet defends her father, and she says that he wasn't crazy. Ressa says, anyone who hunts for Flamel's stone is crazy, and Scarlet begins to cry. So then after a nifty-looking title screen, we're catching up with Scarlett a few months later in France as she's being interviewed for a documentary. She lists all her credentials, which comes off as a little boasting. Okay, try hard. Yeah. She's like, I got four PhDs. I got, you know. Speak dead languages. Exactly. I don't think you need to tell me about the dead languages. (laughs) You can just tell me about the real ones. And then they show her speaking French right after to be like, no, we weren't joking. She really does, you guys. (laughs) But long story short, she has a ton of degrees. She has a background in archaeology and alchemy. She speaks a bunch of languages, like we said, and she teaches at a university. So Benji, the cameraman played by Edwin Hodge, asks her what her father knew about the Philosopher's Stone. (laughs) And so she explains that it's an elusive substance that can turn metals into gold and might hold the key to immortality. I feel like that's a big jump there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's some Avengers shit. <laughs> it was one like, of the ga- yeah, on the gauntlet, was... right? Wasn't it? <laughs> Apparently, they say that it was the ultimate goal of alchemists to create this stone. And it turns out that her father was the preeminent scholar of alchemy. And then Benji asks her if there's any truth to the idea that he was mentally unstable. And Scarlet's like, why? Because he killed himself? And I'm like, is it just me or is it getting exposition oh, in here? Yeah. Just a little bit. That was a little rough. Sidebar, I did go to Wikipedia and I looked up the Philosopher's Stone and the writers of the film clearly did the same thing because not word for word, but it was in the exact order that she described it. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, that didn't take a long time. Nobody's going to Google it. It's fine. Just put it in there. (laughs) So Scarlett gives some background on the stone. She says that 600 years ago, Nicholas Flamel, an alchemist, was thought to have created the Philosopher's Stone during his lifetime. She says that grave robbers tried to get their hands on the stone after he died, dug up his grave only to find both he and his wife missing. 
they were actually filming at Flamel's house for this scene. Oh my oh. god! And it's apparently the oldest, I think, stone building in France. And I think he built it himself with his own two hands. Of course he did. But but well, you know who helped him build it? Who's that? Dumbledore. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, I thought yes. you were gonna say the stone. Oh yeah. Like, oh. He's like, I'm tired, Stone. Uh, you take while, it. You? <laughs> while they were talking, I was like, like from Harry Potter. Not that he's an actual historical figure, but <laughs> Nicholas Flamel. The Harry character. Potter, yeah. yeah. I, I did read... Okay, so Nicholas Flamel did exist, as we're saying, and as they're saying, but from what I read, the majority of the stuff they're saying in this movie was legends that came to be like 300 years after he died. Hmm. But there's also some weird kind of interesting things about him because they say that he was a very, I guess, intelligent but modest man, and the legend has it that he met or either had a dream about some angel who told him, hey, you're going to find this book and it's going to change your life. The rumor is he found the book and in the book, it taught him how to make the philosopher's stone. And Jeez. then he made the stone and then him and his wife become super rich. And then, you know, the whole immortality thing or whatever. But right. factually, he did become rich after a certain time and then he died. And so people don't know how he got rich. And so they might be trying to fill in the blanks historically. Right. Mm. But at the same time, somebody said, well, we have his yeah. will two years from before he died and he didn't leave any money to anybody. But it's like, well, if he wasn't going to die, why would he? <laughs> no, well, yeah. <laughs> you know? But I don't know. I don't, a will? I don't even yeah, know. I don't need that. I'm just going to break out of my grave like yeah. years later. <laughs> but they then go to Flamel's tombstone, which he designed himself. That is true, historically. Hmm. And it's loaded with symbols that Scarlet's father believed could lead one to the Philosopher's Stone. And the thing is, is that the meaning of the symbols are a mystery until now, because <laughs> Scarlet's got the rose key, which she found at the beginning, and it contains the key to translate the symbols on the tombstone into Aramaic. The only thing is, is that she doesn't speak Aramaic, but she knows someone who does. Of course. All right. I'm like, so this is some Ocean Eleven shit. Watching her. <laughs> we all know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm in. You know? <laughs> But in the next scene, we're in a massive church in Paris, and they pick the lock to a door to get inside, I guess, the staircase or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Again, they're trying to be super quiet, but she fucking busts in. Yeah. It's the same. She's got the same problem in Iran that she has in Paris, but they climb up to the top of the tower to find George, who's played by Ben Feldman. Ginsburg. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I was thinking. Honestly, whenever... Uh, I went to see it in theaters. All I was thinking was Ginsburg. Yeah, I mean, for Mad Men. I called him Ginsburg in my notes for like the first half of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, his name's George. So according to Scarlett, George has a habit of breaking into old buildings and restoring things within them. Personally, I enjoy coffee and records. I don't need to be doing... <laughs> yeah. Hob a hobby should not be work. Fixing old church bells is fun too. Uh, you've <laughs> partaken. <laughs> Every once in a while. Oh, cool. So she calls up to the top and she sees him restoring the bell in the tower. But before Scarlet asks him anything, he's like, not interested. <laughs> yeah. Nope. And so Scarlet introduces George to Benji and then asks him for one simple favor. George is like, yo, Benji, uh, did you know the last time I got mixed up with <laughs> Scarlet, I got sent to a Turkish prison? So they've got history and it's not great. No, yeah. and I I don't blame him for not no, wanting to watch yeah. Absolutely her. not. I'm sorry, but it doesn't have to be Turkish. Any prison. Any prison. Yeah. I don't want to. No so <laughs> basically he gets back to work and then Scarlett's like, look, I found the rose key. And he's like, all right, hold the phone. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah. He's that emoji of two eyes. Right. Yeah. Rose key. <laughs> 
So he asks if it was in Iran, and she says it was, and she asks if he'll translate the text that she found. They get really close when they're talking, so to me, it's pretty clear that they used to date- There's something there. Something. Right. Yeah. They don't, at least at this point, explicitly say- you know, oh, he's my ex, and we're, we which, need to ask him yeah. for help. At is, this point in the movie, is surprising that they no. didn't just, hey, George, remember that time that we dated? Like, it's <laughs> and not, it didn't end well. Yeah, or Benji's like, did you two used to date? Yeah, <laughs> the writing's not great <laughs> no. at this point, is what I'm trying to say. In this scene, I did see you see her in two different positions. What do you mean? And, uh, well, in one in one of the scenes, he's talking directly to her. Uh huh. But they cut from her to him, and he's talking, and you clearly see her pass behind him. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the next shot, she's back in front of him. And I read on uh, IMDb that it was two separate shots, and they just went with it. Of course. Oh, my God. And it was like, how did you not tell that she's behind him when he's supposed to be talking to her? She's like, I speak languages. I'm an archaeologist. I teleport. (laughs) What was that last thing? I'm an archaeologist. I'm Nightcrawler. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's what's going on. The oversights, man. Like, it's amazing what you get into a film. But they share a laugh when George calls Scarlett a lunatic for going to Iran by herself. And then the bell in the tower returns to life. So I guess his good job work. is done. Yeah. yeah. So they rush outside and they see people in the streets reacting to the bell. George, probably a little high on a job well done, tells Scarlett that he'll translate the text for her. But that's it. He draws the line at that. Yeah. I question I did have. So he he says that nobody that they haven't heard this bell in what two hundred and forty eight years or, two yeah. or something, something, like, something that. like that. So do they just not want to fix it, or they couldn't <laughs> fix it? I, I don't mean, know. That's a long ass time. No, oh, it's broken. Just leave it alone. Why right? even have yeah, a bell like, anymore? What? Nobody that's alive yeah, right no, now like, uh, has ever <laughs> heard take it. Take it down. Just take it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is weird. So. In the next scene, we see George chatting with a lady that I guess works at the museum where Flamel's tombstone. Yeah, I think so. And basically he's trying to get them in after hours. Scarlet's acting all jealous. Yeah. Just because George is talking to another woman. And then you're like, oh, yeah, we get there. They used to date. All right, all right. So once they get inside, they get right to work trying to decipher the symbols on the tombstone. In the symbol, one of the men is carrying a key on his back. So Scarlet says the key must be on the back of the tombstone. Which is, that's a reach. It is a reach, and it's some national treasure (laughs) shit, honestly. But against George's protests, they remove the tombstone from the wall, and they place it on a bench to look at the back of it. But him knowing it's wrong, and him telling her it's wrong, the minute she tries to lift it up, he runs over and helps her lift it (laughs) up. Yeah, they take a lot of dangerous chances. No, for real. It's like, I get it, you're looking for something, you're trying, but you're in a museum. I feel bad for that. That girl that let them in, she's like, bitch, I didn't tell you. (laughs) Fucking touch everything? Yeah. So the other thing is I kind of find it hard to believe that Flamel would leave such a simple like breadcrumbs for people to find. It's like, you know, a little Aramaic and he's like, oh, turn tape over. (laughs) Come on. I just find that odd. But Scarlet puts all the clues together and she MacGyvers up some kind of solution from a cleaning cart that just so happens to be right next to the I was going to say, wow, how convenient. Yeah. Everything I need is right here. It's crazy. It's like on the cooking shows where they bring out an already made pie. (laughs) But (laughs) apparently she can mix these chemicals together and she can smear it on the back of the tombstone and light it on fire. And that reveals a clue that they decipher outside. When they decipher the clue, they this this bothered me. They do it in English, but what they decipher rhymes yeah. in English. Yeah. So you're telling me 600 years ago, <laughs> Flamel, 
a Frenchman writes a poem in Aramaic on the back of his tombstone that rhymes in English. He was a genius. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. My thing was like, this problem could have been solved if he just didn't make it rhyme. He's like, yeah, one day no, some no, English no. girl is going to stumble upon this and, and damn it. Gotta make yeah. sure I want right. that I payoff. I need her to know. <laughs> But with the help of Scarlett's father's notebook, they determine from the clues that basically they have to go halfway between heaven and hell to find the Philosopher's Stone. According to Scarlett, alchemists believed hell was 741 feet beneath the earth, which would mean that the Philosopher's Stone would be 370.5 feet underneath Flamel's tombstone, which apparently would be accessible through the catacombs. Right. Mm -hmm. One thing that kind of annoyed me is Scarlett's like, that's where I'd put it. But why? Yeah, what are you yeah. talking about? Well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. I, I think, honestly, no joke, this is the beginning of me realizing that I don't like the protagonist in this movie. I don't like her at all. And I never grow to like her, no, really. No, I just find... I find Here's the thing that bothers me is to have a know-it-all in the movie or any movie. That's all. That's yeah, actually correct every time. Yeah. That that did turn me off too. I won't lie. It right. was like, eh, you you gotta human her up a little yes. bit. Yes. And she's so selfish. Like uh, no, I have yeah, more points about yeah. it later, but like she she gives no shits about anybody but her like goal. No, and again, let other people be right. Sometimes I yeah. know you give George a little. He gets pieces. Yeah. He gets the scraps. Yeah. He translated the thing, but then she fucking threw it all together and burned yeah. the tombstone. Yeah. And he's like, no, don't. Oh, wait, you were 100% You're right. right. <laughs> I'm glad you burned it. But anyways, they pull out a giant map and try to find a way into the catacombs through the map. According to George, the walls of the catacombs were reinforced, but there have been a few cases of collapses over the years in various parts of the city. So George believes that there's a hidden chamber somewhere within the catacombs that could either hold or lead to the stone. So they decide to go on a tour of the catacombs, which honestly is just amazing to see. No, it really yeah, is. That would be badass. Right. I want to go there right now. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know nothing about it, but I want to go. I believe they said dozens of miles and six million dead bodies yeah. underneath. And I know it's morbid, but it's pretty cool. It's crazy. No, yeah. I'm sorry. It's insane, but it's it's pretty neat. And the fact that it's kind of a tourist attraction is even cooler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not something that just people, it's like oh, forbidden. we don't talk about yeah. the catacombs. But it has literal walls of skulls, and there's plenty of cryptic French writing all over the place. But they break away from the tour for a minute. <laughs> To plot how, I guess, their plan for whenever they eventually break in. Mm -hmm. Again, she's speaking at full volume. Yeah, she is. The tour guide's like, what the fuck? No. (laughs) She... Luckily, guys, we gotta break into the catacombs. Yeah. It's like, what did she just say? And the tour guide was speaking in English, wasn't she? Yes. There's a few instances in that where French should be spoken, but Absolutely. they're speaking in English. But again, she's speaking at full volume, plotting their plan to break yes. in. And suddenly, some random guy interrupts them. He's sitting on a rock, and he seems totally nonchalant, but he tells them to go to a club called Le Showcase and ask for a man named Papillon. And apparently, Papillon will bring them to where they need to go. Just then, the tour guide returns back to the group. They turn around, and that guy is just gone. Nobody asks any questions. No. Again. Man, that guy was fast. The tour guide was so frantic. She was like, please come back to the group. Please. <laughs> well, she heard her saying, we're going to. Yeah. yeah like, we can't have we you gotta fucking We got to break through this wall. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this way. Rejoin no. the yeah, tour. Right. It wasn't even like she was mad. It's like, I've lost five <laughs> tourists this yeah. week. I'm about I to will... get fired. <laughs> yeah. Please. So the trio heads to Le Showcase and they look for Papillon. 
As they head inside, a woman in a white dress is leaving. She stops and looks directly at the lens of the camera mm-hmm. and then just walks away very quickly. Benji turns the camera around in her direction, but she's rounding a corner and is out of sight. Mm-hmm. So they head into the club and there's some spooky sounding French pop playing, which I didn't hate. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really yeah, it. it was popping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nobody said anything about that lady. No. Which I thought was odd. The other thing I thought was odd was why is Benji bringing the camera to the nightclub? Yeah, nobody I even, even that. said that. Yeah, like, I didn't yeah. either. Nobody's saying anything. No filming in here. I guess to no. document no. her... First meeting? I guess. But it's like, I don't know. What if they were just like, well, we met Papillon last night. Yeah. You know, or whatever, yeah. and he's going to mm-hmm. take us in. But in their frantic search for Papillon, Benji catches the eye of the woman again through a window, and she's walking by and just slowly creeping by the window, staring a hole into yeah. him. Yeah, and she looks... Sick or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eerie. Going on. But Scarlett does meet up with Papillon, played by Francois Seville, and she asks him if he can take them into the secret tunnel inside the catacombs. And this is another conversation that should be in French. Yes, it should Scarlet be. Scarlett speaks oh, yeah. French. You're 100% and right. And Papillon is a Frenchman. And she's just like, do you know how to Excuse get... Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any answers in English? Yeah. She's lucky. Well, yes. I guess the guy that tipped them off also spoke English to them. So maybe she's like, mm. well, if you're a friend of Papillon, maybe. Yeah. I guess. But, but he, I feel like if you know his language, it would be more respectful to true. at least ask if he speaks English. I don't yeah. know. No, I agree. He also, to me, looked a little young to be like an underground tour guide. That's true. I get it. Maybe he hung out in there yeah. a lot when you were a teenager, but... Do you really know all these tunnels? No, he he does look young. It's like, do I take your word for it? (laughs) But he says that the tunnel that they're looking for doesn't exist and that he and his group would have found it if it did exist. But Scarlett explains that it was meant to be hidden and that she thinks it's filled with treasure and they laugh at her. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, whatever. I would too. Oh, no, yeah. That Fuck sounds it sounds cartoony. Yeah. It's like in gold doubloons. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, whatever, lady. But she assures them that she's serious And he asks, since she's so serious, if he and his friends can have half of the treasure that they find. She says she doesn't care about the treasure at all, and they can have all of it. And George is like, half is fine. (laughs) Hold on. Yeah, Yeah, Scarlett, you are no longer in charge of negotiations. (laughs) Fuck are you doing? Yeah, you're giving away half our treasure. But through this negotiation, Papillon agrees to take them. So the next day, Papillon is inside of a van getting all the equipment together. He tries to pass some of it on to George, and George is like, look, I'm not going. Yeah. Scarlet's like, yes, he is. This is also when I guess we learn that every shirt that Scarlet owns is an off-the-shoulder shirt. <laughs> she found a style. <laughs> she likes, hey, I mean. She went with it. Find what yeah, works, just... I guess. Before I started buying graphic tees, I had the same shirt you in did. like nine <laughs> different colors, so I can't you even did. complain. Throw a cardigan over again. Nobody, nobody, nobody knows the difference. But George is like, look, you can text me whenever you're down there. And Papillon's like, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. no, this, that does not work down there. Ground's too dense. Which is funny to me that he has to tell these two geniuses yeah. that. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah, no. I mean, come on. But they get into a little mini argument about it. And then Papillon introduces his crew. First comes Zed, played by Ari Marhyar. Sorry to this man if I <laughs> did not pronounce that correctly. Um, Papillon introduces them him as their climber, and he also introduces the group to what he pronounces Suxi, played by Marion Lambert, and that's his girlfriend. For expediency, I'm just going to pronounce her name as Susie. <laughs> <laughs> 
but they go over the plan one more time, and while they're doing that, Benji notices a scar on Papillon's hand as he's pointing on the map. So Benji asks Zed about it. And rude. Zed, well, yeah. That's rude. It is. He's like, don't talk about that with him. Yeah. But he says it through like a huge smile, which I thought was kind of a, <laughs> it's like, don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. But then Susie becomes Captain Bringdown after Benji asks her about the danger of the catacombs. Basically, they're all fucked if they get injured, is what she says. If they run out of water, if they yeah. run out of food. Zed's like, also police, rats, bugs. They yeah. just list. Cool. I really want to go now. Yeah, should not have gone. But then they just fuck around for a few minutes doing like Robert De Niro impressions. <laughs> yeah. And fucking. Uh, Weirdly out of place. Yeah, beatboxing and rapping poorly. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I it was came like, what out does of nowhere. Have to do with anything? I was like, are there kids? Yeah. Like, I don't know. They're like, this group's really cool. That's what they're trying to well, get across. I thought there. at the beginning until they started rapping. Yeah. And then I was like, oh. Never mind. Yeah. We'll go yeah, our own way through that. the catacombs. We don't need a navigator. <laughs> but Papillon makes sure to mention that once they leave the van, they need to hurry because if the police catch them with all that equipment, they're fucked, which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys sneaking what into are you guys the catacombs? Doing in there? Right. So they make their way to a broken fence and rush inside. While they're doing this, George reminds everybody, I'm not going. I'll break with you guys yeah. in a few minutes. So they make their way past a railroad track and then into a tunnel. Under the tunnel, Papillon spray paints his name on a wall. Yeah. yeah I guess was to that tag necessary? It. I didn't. But I mean, if this is the way they always come, wouldn't that have already no. been there? Oh, that's true. Just, I don't Unless know. Unless the people that are in charge of cleaning up are like, I'm so fucking tired <laughs> of fucking cleaning pap, up. Dude. And he's fucking like, die, man. <laughs> but before venturing into an even larger tunnel, they all put their headlamps on. <laughs> they this... ask George where his headlamp is as if he hasn't been saying a million yeah, times. The whole time. He's not I'm going. not going with you. This part annoyed me because Benji says, I've installed pin cams in some of your headlamps. Okay, that bothered me a lot too. And I mean, in my mind, wouldn't it be, hey, let me make sure that the cameras in your thing work. Mm -hmm. Like, did he secretly do this? The way that he said it was like, <laughs> oh, guys, guess what? And then there's another thing about that that bugs me, but we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, because I got some words for that too. But he tells him again that he's not going in and Scarlett's like, just give him a minute. This is when I was like, oh, I don't fucking like you at all. No, it's because not up to you. We don't get a reason until later, but he says when they're still looking at the map, uh -huh. finding, you know, doing their little math or whatever, he's like, you know, I don't go underground. Yes. And she was like, oh, that's right. Okay. And now she's like, oh, no, like you're going. I want you to go. Like, bitch, respect him. No, you... He has said, I don't go underground. And he already did everything you yes. asked of him. You said, hey, can you translate this? Got you covered. I'm only going to translate it. it. Okay, yeah. I'm also going to go to the catacombs. Okay, I'm also going to try to find this guy to help you. Okay, I will walk you to <laughs> Which is beyond what is necessary. Yes. But like you said, Benji starts checking those cameras. Yeah. Now, this bothered me a lot. I'll tell you why. As Whenever he said that sentence, I've installed pin cams in your ca I cringed. Yeah, no, it was very the, it was lame. <laughs> the logistics of it, okay. I know you've read the Walking Dead comic, mm -hmm. nay, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know how far you do. I got to what twenty. He got pretty far. Yeah. There's a scene in one of the comics where one of the characters, because they're all living in the prison, she's like, "Hey, I've made you all prison jumpsuits," and another character's like, "Oh, that's, that's why <laughs> you've been taking our measurements for the past few weeks." Stuff like that. Like, You're like, why? And this is my thing. Show a scene of him for two minutes installing the cams. You can even have George and Scarlett arguing in the background about him not going. Just do that so where you're not like, oh, hey, I installed these pin cams. Because, first of all, these pin cams are fucking HD. Yeah. And how expensive, what kind of, it just bothered me. No, lot, it's right? not. Like, I wrote it down because it bugged me so much. I see, but I, I'm i not going to lie. I didn't really. I was, I <laughs> was just like, like All right, let's, they have let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. But anyways, so George again says that he's not going to go. Scarlett says that he is. And Papiana is like, look. Make up your fucking yeah, mind. We gotta yeah. go. He said before they left the van, we need to hurry the fuck no, up and yeah. get in there. He didn't say we've got about five minutes yeah. to argue. No, yeah. <laughs> and then we gotta head inside. We don't have time for this. No. So George is like, final, I'm not going. And then out of nowhere, Papillon is tackled by the police. That cop comes in like fucking Superman. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was fucking Goldberg fucking spear. <laughs> but Coldberg. <laughs> Somehow in the ensuing struggle, they all slide into the underground entrance to escape the police, including George. Yeah. And Papillon comes tumbling after. <laughs> <laughs> he throws a couple smoke bombs for good measure. But wouldn't that bother them? Of course. Like, yeah. don't you right? <laughs> don't you think that that would come in? It was so the close. only airflow is coming it's from that smoke. hole they came yes. from. That's yeah, what smoke does. Yeah. <laughs> And if I'm everybody else, I'd be like, I didn't know smoke bombs were a part (laughs) of how dangerous, how illegal is this? Right. Where did you get that from? Yeah. What the fuck? Like, what supplier? Yeah. (laughs) But now they're all in the caves together. And by the way, along with the smoke bombs, the cops give zero chase. No. Yeah, no. And there is one entrance. (laughs) They're in there. (laughs) Like... It's not like, like where it. could they have gone? It's the fastest kid alive. <laughs> <laughs> right. Smoke bomb. Fuck, I lost them. <laughs> My <laughs> one weakness. Yeah. So once they're inside, Benji gives George an extra headlamp. Okay. Not everybody had the pin cam in their headlamp. No. But he saved, he didn't use it on somebody who was definitely going. He saved the extra one with the camera in it for the dude that wasn't going to go. That that bugged me. What I think happened is the scene that doesn't exist when he's putting the pin cams in, Scarlett's like, George is going to go. That's some, Uh, that's bullshit. And then, so he's like, I'll give, he's uh, probably the biggest actor in the film, so I'm going to give him a head (laughs) with the camera in it. But no, so that's what I think But without that scene, that's a, that that makes no sense. No, that. That he would do that. The one on reserve, he would waste a camera. It doesn't make any sense. So George is breathing a little heavily as Benji's putting the light and the camera on him. And he's like, man, you really don't like caves, do you? And then George kind of just walks off and Benji doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. But Scarlett explains that George's brother drowned in a cave when they were children. And you're still pressuring him to come down here? Yes. You're You're the one. (laughs) You are. He says that and then Scarlett goes, nah, it's fine. To Benji. Doesn't even care. No. (laughs) 
She's like, it's his brother's dead. It's, it's whatever. Right. This was, this you was, do what I say. Yeah. yeah. This was to my selfishness point no, that I was yeah. trying to make earlier. No, that's horrible. So Scarlet catches up with George and apologizes to him again for what happened in Turkey, but he's not in the mood. He basically is like, look, I agreed to be your translator. Now I'm fucking underground along for the ride for however long this takes. And from the beginning, I didn't want to. Yeah. Oh, no, I'd be mad, too. Yeah. I'd be pissed. <laughs> and it also comes out that when he got arrested in Turkey, she left. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd be <laughs> fucking mad. No, it's oh, really yeah. bad. I'm like, how much, like, are we supposed to like her at all? Yeah, I, no, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but he, he not to, because the name makes a lot more sense later, but he pulls a Dante and is like, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Yeah. <laughs> For real, <laughs> But Scarlet apologizes again, and it just, he blows it off. It doesn't really mean much. So Papillon comes by, and he's super psyched about escaping the cops, and he's gung-ho and totally ready yeah. to lead them into the catacombs. He's like, that's just the energy I yeah. needed. <laughs> Let's maintain this level of energy all day, folks. But they pass another one of Papillon's tags on the way in, which he kisses. <laughs> he's very proud of his work. Yeah. And they make their way through some really wet, tunnels with low ceilings i'm not particularly claustrophobic but some of this is pretty hard to watch for me i read that ben feldman is claustrophobic and that he had to take constant breaks because i mean for obvious reasons i can't even imagine no i wouldn't have accepted yeah a role in this film maybe that wasn't even george he's like i'm ben feldman and i'm not going i'm not going going with you yeah i Mm-mm. There's no way. And I would love to go, but yeah. then it'd be like, all right, it's 10 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's we're going to do a quick no, walkthrough yeah. and uh, then we're done. And Show me the scary stuff and let's go. <laughs> Their heads are almost touching the ceiling, some of them. Yeah. And they're, I would imagine Ben Feldman's like, what, 5'9? Something like that. I'm like six feet tall. Yeah. I would be dead in there. There'd be no way. <laughs> yeah, I, my neck there's... would be cricked like, to the fucking <laughs> side. There's no way. But they trek through some deeper water that's about knee high. And Papillon points out a path and says that there's a really cool room down that way, but they're not going to go there this time. Maybe next time, he says. I want to know what's in there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But they find some candles and realize that other people are down there too. They hear singing, kind of like Gregorian chants or a Mm -hmm. church choir or something. It's both beautiful and absolutely horrifying at the exact same time. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Again, as we've talked about various times on the show, the human voice can be very scary, just mm-hmm. terrifying. But there's a giant crack in one of the walls and they look inside to see a group of women singing. Their faces are painted white with red like slashes on their eyes. Some of them are topless. Yeah. Some aren't. It's, you know, dealer's choice. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I would it's uh, probably hot down there. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. I'd, I'd keep it moving. I mean, one of, no, one of the no rules, point. I think, to life is to not fuck with naked chanting people. No. Right. You just if mind your own anything, business and keep right, it moving. Just keep going. And the room's full of candles. So it's only candle lit, which only adds to the terrifying atmosphere that we're yeah. seeing here. Papillon is like. There's always some weird people down here. It's like, that is not enough. This is beyond weird. This is, I'll take my chances with the cops going back. Yeah, the other right. way. I'm yeah. done. Weird, yeah. I'm done. So Benji stays back to look a little longer. And we see that the woman directing the choir is the woman in the white dress from the club the night before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that and I was like, oh shit, it's that club, <laughs> yeah. it's that lady. And I'm sorry, but why does Benji not say anything? Yeah, I, you know what? I didn't think about that until later and I was like, why didn't he say anything? Like, I saw her, she was yeah, staring yeah, at me last night. Yeah, was at the bar when we went to go yeah. look for yeah. dude. 
so she stares directly at Benji, and her face is also painted like the other woman. Mm-hmm. She has very large eyes, and so it, it just looks frightening the way she just sharply turns at him. And Benji just goes, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he rejoins the group. Yeah. And, and keeps it to himself. Yeah, he's like, oh, I didn't see anything. Let's keep it. What's that, Papillon? A left? <laughs> so... The sounds of the singing continue in the background, but they grow fainter as they continue through the tunnels. Papayon explains that the only way through is to crawl over a giant mountain of bones, but Scarlet, Benji, and George, I believe, are not down. But Papayon is like, look, I'm not a tour guide. If you want to go on that bullshit tour, go on the tour. But if you want me and you want to find that treasure, then you better get your bone crawling pants on. Yeah, he gets pissed. He does. Yeah, and he honestly, I mean, I don't blame him. I feel no, like he I, should have mentioned that before they got there. Yeah. But it's like, look, there's going to be a lot of bones we got to crawl I over. I think I've said this before. Why don't people listen to the guy who knows well, no, what he's yeah. talking about in these movies? No, for sure. Because he. You needed him to bring you down here. And now you're like, no, I know better. Let's just no, go through here. And I think that that is the thing that pisses me off because Papayan did not come to Scarlet no. and say, hey, uh, we want to find some treasure. You know where the yeah, treasure is. No, you take you there. I, no. I thought that too. I was like, because she's like, no, what's down that yeah, way? And she's like, like, no, 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 no. What the fuck do you yeah. know? Yeah. You know? You've so, never even no. been here before. And like JP said, she points out an alternate route and she says it'll save them hours. But Papayan is like, look, anybody that goes down that route does not return. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but again, uh. I'm trusting the local. Listen, yeah, right. Yeah. All right. And this is honestly, I think at this point, I, I don't know how, you know, when it continues, but Papayon became my favorite character right here <laughs> because he fucking schools Scarlet. Well, he's, yeah. he's right. No, he is he, right. He takes that professor to school and he's like, look, <laughs> your map doesn't mean shit. Okay. Does this map tell you which tunnels have caved in, which tunnels have water in them, which tunnels are evil? And I'm like, wait, what? What, what was that yeah. last thing you said? Oh, my God. Uh, what's that uh, now? <laughs> but George, George is like, hey, calm down. Yeah, like, hold on. No We're need to yell. Talking about evil tunnels yeah. and shit. Hold on. It's, it's funny to me that when people realize that they're wrong and they have no other recourse, they start- Why are you yelling? Yeah, tone policing. It's like, come on, man. Are, why are you cursing so much? It's like, you're wrong. Accept it. But Papayon tells the story of their friend Latope, which is, I guess, French for the mole. He said Latope basically lived in the catacombs for years, and he knew every single tunnel and every system except the one that Scarlet wants to go down, because he knew that something horrible was in it. Eventually, Curiosity got the best of him, and nobody has seen him since. So he tells them if they want to go that way... Have at it, but he and Susie will not be joining. Yeah. We get a little aside of George convincing Scarlett and Benji. They're kind of talking because Benji doesn't want to go either. I wouldn't either, man. I mean, I'm sorry. I I'm... was trying to film a documentary. You got yeah. me crawling on Look, fucking bones. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. If it's go through the bone hole or the evil hole, let's we're go through the bone hole. hole. Yeah, we're going through the bone hole. I'm not going to be happy about it. No, well, but no. Hey, I'm, I'm team bone hole. Yeah. Bone but, hole all yeah, day. Let's go that way. And uh, I'm sorry. It bothers me again that George is like, hey, Scarlet. We got to listen to the guy who basically has lived in these tunnels for years and she's reluctant. Yeah. No, she could because she's an asshole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Not a fan. It's funny because once they ag- <laughs> once they agree, Papillon is like, also there's rats. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then bitch is like, what the that, fuck? Yeah, you should have said that before, like, too. You're just adding, what else is, please tell me what else is in there. Is there disease in uh, there? Like, let me know. Let's get all on the table now. Because good Lord, you're just adding shit. <laughs> but Zed crosses the bone hole first and he starts to scream. But then you realize he's just kidding. Yeah, it's one of those moments that you expect in horror no, movies, yeah. where it's like, oh, yeah. ah, you fell <laughs> for it. And in all fairness, for me, at this point, the found footage aspect disappears. I don't even think about the cameras anymore. No, I, oh yeah, you're right. What, what you're, you're right. about to get to for me was the turning point of the film. Right. So it's like, yeah, you're you're in at this point. I don't know if it's the claustrophobia of the tunnels. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I completely agree with you. Because before you were not down. I, no, not at all. You're like, this gets a two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to finish this. But Benji begins to cross and he gets stuck and says that he can't breathe. He starts to freak out and the singing from earlier gets louder. Now... This sequence goes on for a very long time. It's mostly effective, but it it goes on. It it was effective to me because this is the point that I, the first time I gave a shit about any of them, basically. I mean, George, I felt bad for him because he had to be brought down there, but I still wasn't fully on board with the movie. Uh But the way that this is shot is so effective because he looks stuck. Oh, yeah. And you see that he's on top of bones. He's fucking freaking out like any of us would. This is when I was like, okay, maybe... And it's a tight shot. Oh, yeah. No, I would have been Benji right there. (laughs) And like you said, I'm not claustrophobic, but... Like that? Oh, oh I think yeah, no. In that yeah, moment, no. everybody will become. Oh, man. And then, you know? and then, especially being like, "I'm stuck," you're gonna freak out. <laughs> he's and then, freaking. Yeah. He's like, "Something bit me." Now, yeah. what made me laugh though is he's like, "Why are they singing? Tell them to shut the fuck up." <laughs> it's like, "Why do you need an intermediary? <laughs> they can hear you. You tell them to shut the fuck up." But he's busy. Like, if you bump into the singers, could you ask them? <laughs> Tone it down a yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but the tunnel begins to collapse just as Benji makes it through. So, <laughs> the advice that Scarlett is giving him is just line up the bones. And if that's advice, you are in a fucked up situation. <laughs> uh, that's a solution to any problem. Just right? line is this a up puzzle the that'll open the next door. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, line I, up the bones? The I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Honestly, I would just get more frustrated if I was Benji. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But wouldn't you just. Like okay, dig out some of those bones so yeah. that we could fit through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't? No, you? line them up. You um, heard Scarlet. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Top wise, <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> but it basically appears that their only way in has collapsed. So that's their exit. That's how they came in. Which to me, I'm like, oh shit, what do we do now? But I'm like, well, at least we got Papillon on board. Yeah. Right. But somehow the room that they've gotten into has led them to the exact pathway that Papillon said was evil. The same tunnel that Latope got lost in. And so he looks at the map and he tells him this is impossible and that there are no turns that would have led them in a circle back to where they started. So against everything Papillon said, they break through the rock and they all go through the evil tunnel. I'm wondering, and I was thinking about this when I was watching it, I wonder if them chanting sent them in that circle. I was to go back. Because if he was like, hey... This is the way to go. Don't go down there. Yeah. So they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to bring you back around. <laughs> it's, it's never explained what culty activity that they're doing. Yeah. And honestly, it makes for a better movie if it plays some kind of a role. Right. Instead of just being something creepy yeah, that they walk by. Yeah. 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 No, that's I There's like always that. weird yeah. people down here, Papayon. <laughs> 
So as they begin to walk, they notice Papillon's graffiti on the wall, and Scarlet calls him out, thinking it's all some kind of elaborate joke, but he reiterates, he's like, I have never been through this tunnel before. And he's very genuine. His demeanor is like entirely changed. Yeah. He seemed lighthearted before, and then now he's like deathly serious. Yeah. But just as they begin to bicker about it, they hear a phone ringing. That would be the scariest <laughs> shit in the world. Oh, no, yeah. Especially after what Papillon had said before about phones. Mm-mm, no, they don't work yeah, out here. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. So, but then suddenly he kind of changes his tune and he says that the phone company used to run lines down here, not cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had phone lines down here, but took them out. All of them about 50 years ago. Yeah. No, that's uh, yeah. uh, too much. Right, don't answer that phone. No, <laughs> yes, no. seriously. But it rings again, and George tells him pre- to proceed, but Papayon is like, something's wrong. Yeah. And he's, I mean, come on. Well, he's trying to warn him. Yes. Yeah. Like, he's, he's been telling them this way is evil. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, we're stuck now. We have yeah, to go down this way. Well, yeah. And honestly, if I'm Papayon right now, I'm like, 50% of the treasure? No. A hundred percent of the treasure. Right, that's mine. Exactly. Sorry, I have a strict policy about evil tunnels. (laughs) But as they proceed, George realizes they're standing in one of the areas where the city had a collapse years and years ago. Apparently, hundreds of people fell to their deaths. And then Papillon says, well... When they sent people to come and fix it, 50 more people disappeared. Fuck. Why? It sucks. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, we're done. No, no, please. (laughs) Again, I say we're done, but they have no choice. They are stuck here. So as they continue, they find a piano that's covered in dust and debris. Benji says that it might have been from one of the houses when the city had a collapse, which I'm sorry, great attempt at an excuse, but that doesn't make any sense sense at all. So George says, me and my brother had a piano like this when we were kids, and we only knew one song, and he says they could never finish it because the A4 key was broken. So he goes to play the song, and the exact same key is broken on this piano as well. And it's kind of sad because after he tries to play it a few times and nothing happens, he goes... What's going on? Yeah. Because uh, he realizes this something is, my is wrong. Yeah. yeah. And then they hear the phone ring again. Scarlet just bursts out the <laughs> gate, goes off on her own to answer the phone, and the group struggles to catch up with her. She answers the phone, and the person on the other end asks, Why won't you talk to me, Scarlet? With a lot of strange noises behind it. Yeah. And the fact that the voice said Scarlet... I would have figured there would be a bigger reaction out of Scarlet, but she yeah. kind of just takes it. She's like, who is this? Uh, you got the wrong number. Who are you looking for? Yeah. Jerry! Yeah. <laughs> but suddenly a man appears from around the corner telling them that they shouldn't be there. Papillon and Susie recognize him as Latope, and they're surprised to see him alive. Latope remarks that they never looked for him after he disappeared, which is like, how would you know that? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Like you don't, you're lost. You're the one that's you're lost. Gone. Yeah, yeah. Granted, I've never seen this man before this moment, but he does not look right. No, he does not look well. Yeah, his eyes look yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I guess you know, spend two years in a tunnel. Yeah, that'll do to you. Yeah, that'll do to you. But he basically tells them, if you want to get out, you'll have to follow me. And there are several problems I have with this. If Latope knows the way out, why is he still down here? Yeah. And when they go to follow him, 
he's suddenly at the end of the path and they're like, how did he get there so no, fast? No, he like teleports. But they continue to follow him after yeah. that. They don't ask. They're not like, this is fucking wrong. Well, I mean, like you said, though, they don't really, what else can they do? Yeah, I guess. Uh, they really have no choice. But George asks Papillon, he's like, hey, is that the guy you were talking about who disappeared two years ago? And it's so clunky. I'm yeah. like, of course. <laughs> Of course it is. Right. How do you forget a name right. like Latope? You've just seen both of them like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, we haven't you seen you in forever. <laughs> so suddenly the ceiling above them begins to crack and George asks Papillon, is that bad? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, I don't think you need to consult with the expert on this one. I've, I've I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I've never been to the catacombs, but I can assume it's very bad. And that would be bad if it happened anywhere. Oh. Your house, the library. Yeah. The catacombs. The ceiling's cracking. <laughs> Probably it's not bad. good. Probably not good. And then the genius that Scarlet is, she's like, it looks bad. <laughs> so Papillon Thanks, finally. Prof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He chimes in and he's like, it is bad. So they rush to follow Latope, who has apparently taken off down the tunnel. They finally catch up with him and they realize that he's walking through the tunnels without a light. So they're like, how is he yeah. navigating? Or how is he even able to see where he's going? So he tells them that the only way out is down. <sighs> And they look really confused, but they continue following him. And he finally leads them to a room where they find an incredibly deep well. Mm -hmm. And Scarlet says that the hidden chamber that they're looking for was apparently perfectly wedged between two systems of the catacombs, which means that it connects the chambers. And if they find this hidden chamber, then they can find a way out. Yeah. Looking at this well, I'm like, as much as I wanted to literally be Laura Croft when I was a kid... <laughs> It's shit like this. Yeah. It's never going to happen for me. <laughs> You're like, is this what they do? Is this the job of a Tomb it's, Raider? <laughs> it's not in the cards for me, man, no at all. At least, you know, it's good to know now yeah. before you're actually in the situation. You're like, fuck. Now I know. Sorry, everyone. I'm going home. I can't, I can't do this, you guys. Yeah. I'm just going to play the games. <laughs> but they reluctantly repel their way down the well. George gets stuck and Benji is above him making his way down. But then suddenly something comes loose and Benji comes down at a ridiculous speed completely wrecking his hands on the ropes in the process. These caves have it out for Benji. Dude, specifically. Yeah. So <laughs> Scarlet bandages his hands after they make it to the bottom. And as they make their way down a path, part of the ground is filled with water. Mm -hmm. George slips into it a bit and kind of freezes. And then suddenly it sounds as if everyone is underwater. Like they're deaf almost. Yeah, it's muffled and you can't really make out what anybody is saying. Yeah. And then shortly after this, a loud noise rings out that frightens the group. And then down one of the tunnels, we see what looks like a little boy with one large black pupil. And Zed looks absolutely petrified. Yeah. I like scary shit. Uh-huh. But if the sound does that and there's yeah. some haunted kid down there... <laughs> I don't want no part of it. Um, <laughs> May I please leave now? Yeah. yeah. Haunted all that, kid. All that I want to see ghosts and shit is out the window. I don't. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, I don't want to see it no more. Like, can you uh, hurry up, Latope? Yeah. <laughs> Where is the exit? So Scarlet's like, what was that? And Latope replies, the question is not, what was that? But who was that? Let's hope, like, we what don't really need this yeah, cryptic ass commentary right now. <laughs> so George sidles up to Papillon and he's like, how long have you known this dude? Is basically asking in a very veiled way, was he always this fucking weird? Yeah. And Papillon gets it immediately and he says, look, Latope is different now. Yeah. And basically that he's not sure if they should even be following him. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, right. yeah, great. Awesome. He's your pal. <laughs> yeah, great. No, that's like, great. Jeez, man. So the path leads to a dead end, and Papillon freaks out on Latope. And things eventually calm down when they find an inscription that corresponds with one of the clues from Flamel's poem off the back of his tombstone. Long story short, they find a carving of a scarab beetle, and that somehow leads them to the conclusion that there's something called a Ptolemaic hinge, which means that the only way out is to pull the exact perfect brick from the wall. Mm -hmm. If they pick the wrong one, (laughs) they're fucked. Everything will collapse and kill them all. Right. So using all their combined knowledge, really just Scarlet and George, they pick the correct stone. But like, they're so confident about it. Like, I couldn't confidently spell my first name under these circumstances. <laughs> no. But they're like, no, right? Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's this one. And they're going through history. They're like, well, when they built this, there were only six known planets at the yeah. time. And yeah. so this means one, two, three, four, five. I'm like, no, there is no way. I No. So. And I don't even have Google down there. <laughs> no. And we're Can't fucked. even text, text I, phone a friend. I barely <laughs> remember fucked. all my kids' birthdays. I'm not going to remember <laughs> I'm not this. I'm trying show. to. Wow. Yeah. But through some miracle... They pick the correct stone, which causes another stone to literally roll out of the way of their exit. And so, like, this kind of annoyed me, but they shine their light down it, and Scarlet is like, this is the first time someone has shined a light down this tunnel in over 500 years. And it's like, calm the fuck right. down with this history. But she tells George, because, like, George is the only one that would even halfway not punch her in the face. Yeah, because honestly, I, right now. I get that, but that's your thought process right yeah, now. Yeah, I'd be like, let's get out of here. Yeah, not... Papillon right. is like, look, we might be dead soon. This is the last shit I want to hear. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't want to be talking about kidding. history. We can we can talk when right, we're outside. When we're out, you can school me, but right now, <laughs> nah. no. So inside, they find the corpse of a man who I guess he's dressed like a Templar knight, mm-hmm. and he's apparently been dead for seven hundred years, according to George. But he hasn't rotted at all. No. There's some rumors online that I've read that this man is supposed to be Nicholas Flamel. Yeah. But Scarlet and George find the word vitriol carved into the wall along with an inscription. That says, by rectification, they'll find the stone in the interior parts of the earth, which they take to mean they have to go deeper. Mm -hmm. So the next part of Flamel's poem mentions brightest light in darkest day, which somehow Scarlet takes to mean that they have to turn their headlamps off. And Benji goes, no, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, same. Yeah, Benji's yeah. the only one making sense. Well, he he's like, there's a dead guy. Yeah. Like, I mean. Absolutely not. After all I've seen, I'll believe in zombies. Shit, yeah. I don't know. No kidding. So they do turn off their lights and they discover another light shining from under a pool of water. Scarlet hops in and starts to remove the loose stones that are blocking the light. She swims through the tunnel that she's created and comes out the other side to a room filled with treasure. Treasure? Treasure. Uh, I, look, I know the lady's an asshole, Uh huh. but this lady's got no fear. No, no, no like, she doesn't. She dove right into the I'll water. I'll give her that. And went into that little tunnel there. You don't know what the hell is on no. the other side of that. And who it's went just... right after her? George. George. Yeah. Which kind of... I don't know. I feel like with his story and his background, he would have been one of the last people to go underwater. Yeah, into you the would thing. think. Fuck. But yeah, I didn't think about that part. I thought of it as their whole relationship is built upon her jumping without thinking and him running after her to try to help her or save her. That's fair. Uh, so that's how I took it is you don't know what the fuck's in there. Right. But he's like, no, 
She went, I gotta go. He throws caution to the wind exactly, for her. Exactly, because she did. But when they get there, there's, I mean, there's gold coins on the floor. There's even more treasure hidden behind a locked gate. It looks like something out of the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting to see them run around that table yeah. or whatever the fuck. <laughs> but George, like we said, surprisingly does follow her through, and then he also sees all the treasure. The entire group follows suit, and they all hug and begin to celebrate a little bit. Everyone's celebrating, and La Topa is standing there like a sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> well, if, if you can, you smile. Or if no. you pay attention, he's the only one that's not wet. Oh my god! He's the only one that's not wet at all. So that's a dead giveaway. Wouldn't they? God, they were so distracted by the treasure. Yeah, nobody like, paid attention. You went, bro? Yeah, right. How'd you get in this motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, you've huh? been acting weird as hell. I uh, literally did not notice no, that. Yeah, he's that's the only one that's not wet. That's, I just saw him standing there all yeah, like, no, like no. a husk, just <laughs> hovering you, over everything. Can, you're really bringing this party down, dude. Yeah, we found some treasure. Can you smile? Right. <laughs> but. There's some kind of mural on the wall that appears to be, I guess, Egyptian in origin, at least considering the story that Scarlet tells. She solves a mini riddle and determines that the philosopher's stone is hidden in the corner of the mural, which she plucks out and holds in her hand. Suddenly, she realizes that something is not right. The cake was a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Just as Papillon and his group are breaking the gate open, she's like, the treasure's a trap. And as soon as they remove the gate, the ceiling above them collapses on top of them. Interestingly... They only suffer minor injuries, except for Susie, whose arm is crushed by one of the larger rocks, and Latope is also missing. (laughs) But George says they should move the rocks to look for Latope, and Papayana is like, "It's no use. (laughs) There's no time. No." I'm like, "It's your friend." Uh, No, it's not. Oh, that's true. He's like, "Look, he's been acting really weird. We were looking to cut ties (laughs) with him anyway, but it's looking for the least awkward way to tell him the way out." Yeah, these rocks gave us the greatest excuse of all time. (laughs) Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Keep it moving. <laughs> so Papillon rushes to Susie and Scarlet takes the Philosopher's Stone, shaves some of it off with her thumbnail right into the wound on Susie's arm. She then presses her hand on top of it. And when she removes it, the wound has completely healed. So the stone is legitimate. Yeah. And didn't all of their packs get crushed? Yes, they yeah, lost yeah. everything. So they have nothing. They have nothing. And no water. Susie nothing. had specifically said we lose water we're We're, dead yeah Yeah. we lose light we're dead we lose food we're dead so i'm like here we are yeah i guess we're dead i guess we're dead i did think it was a little ridiculous that when papayon rushes over to her he asks scarlet what to do and she's like elevate her arm to stop the bleeding and then the seam jump cuts to Susie's arm which is not elevated (laughs) yeah he's like this bitch doesn't yeah i don't care well also, that's just rudimentary first aid. He's he's never had to stop a bleed before with all these fucking tunnel digs and everything. And again, why does Scarlet have to know everything? Now yeah, she's into medicine. Yeah. Anybody else could have answered. Yes. Yeah. Give any of the group some kind of backstory. But anyway. That's fair. The group starts to look around for an exit, and they find what appears to be a painting on a wall. And Scarlet says that it's as above, so below. That's what Roll she, credits. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> The drawing is symmetrical, mirrored horizontally. Up top is what looks like a regular dude with a long beard in the sunlight, but at the bottom, it's completely reversed. It looks like winter and the dude, you know, night. Like, it does not look groovy is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) So she says that as above, so below is basically the key to all magic. And basically, everything above is also below. That kind of... (laughs) 
<laughs> she she said it right. in 500 different ways. She's like, um, <laughs> we get it. Yes. So <laughs> they find a carving on the ceiling that Scarlet calls a mythical door. So by the rule of as above, so below, if there's a door on the ceiling, there has to also be a door on the floor. So she bashes the floor <laughs> with a stone and it opens up a hole and water that's on the ground pours into it. This did bother me hmm. because dude made a point earlier when she was talking about blasting through the walls or whatever. Yeah. Like way earlier in the film. And he was like, that's solid sandstone. We're not getting through any of that. And then dude yeah. was like, we're not getting through. They've busted through how many <laughs> rock walls yeah. or floors. But they or, solved riddles. The riddles have the strength. To bust through yeah. the solid walls. Yeah. Uh, Are you getting a kickback for this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for these this movie's box office? No, I, I, I didn't even catch that, but that's so true. Yeah, he did. He made it a point to say it a few times. And then they're like... And then now they're just taking rocks you from barely, the floor. <laughs> yeah. If you barely touch that wall, it'll fall. Yeah. <laughs> but once again, Scarlet's right, and Duh. the hole is so deep that they rappel down again. Once they're all at the bottom, they find a tunnel, but above the tunnel is written... Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. I'd like to hold on to my hope, please. <laughs> please. Just a shred. Just a piece of it. Apparently, this is what is inscribed on the gates of hell in Dante's Inferno. Now, I might be wrong, but I feel like they've already experienced some hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know that they're about to enter it. <laughs> we might already be here. Fair enough. They tell Papayan and he's like, oh, I'm not going in there, <laughs> which is funny because it's like, well, then you're just going to sit here then because there's literally nowhere yeah. else to go. No. Scarlet's like, I thought you didn't believe in this. And it's like, I don't remember him really ever saying I that. I don't either. Yeah, and I, I mean, don't. also, it's different when you're topside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. have gone no all topsy-turvy yeah. and maybe I'm, my <laughs> maybe faith I'm is a little shaken, starting yeah. to uh, believe things I never but once did considered. Did you see all the shit we just went through? I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Maybe, uh, maybe you're onto something here. But regardless, the tunnel that they have to go through is very small and shallow. I was like, man, you got to be thin to go to oh, hell. Oh, yeah. There's, <laughs> hey, maybe we found the key to avoiding hell. Donuts. <laughs> Anyone? Everyone? Right. Regardless, they have to crawl through it. And as they do, Scarlet turns around and says, and they shall be made to crawl on their bellies to the kingdom of darkness. And George is like, yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that he was. He was like, I would like to sound smart. Whatever. Right. Yeah, me too, Scarlet. Yeah, you seem to be fucking right about everything. Right. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did look up this saying and I couldn't find anything attached to it, like nothing of any kind of literary significance. <laughs> Some people are saying that it could be an interpretation of something from Genesis, but Scarlet treats it like an exact quote. Yeah, yeah, she does. But once they crawl through the tunnel, they realize that they're back in the treasure room, only everything is reversed. So they realize this for certain when they see that the painting of the dude in the sun is flipped upside down. Yeah. And they turn around and they realize that the entrance is gone, even though they just came through it. So Papayan is like, are we dead? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? Scarlet, though, says that they're not. And since she's right about everything, they keep moving. They go underwater again like before, basically retracing their steps in reverse in order to get out. We see some weird shots in the water as as if there's like monsters or something in there. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like these quick shots and then you hear a bunch of screeching. It's yeah. never explained because they come out of the water just fine. <laughs> they're fine. I guess they couldn't hear it. <laughs> I don't know. Because they, they don't even talk about it once they get out. They're no. not like, did you hear that shit in there? I'm glad we're on this yeah. side. <laughs> 
But they're back in the room with the Templar Knight or Nicholas Flamel or whoever it's supposed to be. But he looks quite decomposed yeah, on this side. Yeah, he's rotten. And then they hear what sounds like growling and heavy breathing. And then they see that it's Latope and he's sitting down and it looks like he's sleeping. But how is he on this side? Like nobody, again, they just accept it. You, We just saw him get bashed with rocks and but, now he's here and he's yeah. fine. Cool, man. Yeah. So Susie approaches him and everybody's like, dude, don't do it. What? <laughs> don't. Yeah, no. And she, he, she does the dumb thing in horror movies that I never understand why people do this. But as they're approaching something that is imminently and obviously dangerous, they look at the group for approval over and over again. It's like, you know, the second you look, that's when Focus. it's going to snap. Yeah, Focus no, on sure. what you're doing. But she doesn't. And immediately he lurches up and then he just fucking grabs her. I jumped out of my skin. Oh. <laughs> I did. That like got me. No, he takes her. And you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's it's telegraphed, you yeah. know, immediately. But he bashes her to death. Yeah. Yeah, he fucks her up. He does. Yeah. And then he scurries away. Yeah. <laughs> And Papillon tells Scarlet to use the stone. Of course. But she says it won't work. Well, she tries it. Well, she does. But at first she said it wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. And he eventually convinces her. And she does try it. And when it doesn't work, she's like, it can't bring back the dead. Sorry. Man, Pap, I'm sorry, dude. And how did you know that? Oh, yeah. yeah. How did you know that? But the way she apologizes, she says it in the tone of like, we don't have Coke. Is Pepsi okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not, you're not really sorry. Sorry, bro. So Papillon takes off his jacket and he covers Susie's face with it, crying because his girlfriend is dead. Yeah. Or like no, brutally. Yeah. yeah. So Scarlet tells them they have to keep moving. So they do. As they're making their way up, Scarlet sees a noose in one of the tunnels, but when she turns around, it's disappeared. Yeah. They keep going and are about to go down the well that they went down before, which I guess mathematically they determine will bring them 1,000 feet down. So George is like, everything we're doing is like the mirror image of what we've already done. And I'm like, yeah, we can- we, co- we covered yeah. that. Yeah, As we, above, so below. Yeah, Scarlet said it 50 that. times. Yeah. So, yes. And it's also the title of the film. But- yeah. <laughs> They all make their way down, except for Benji, who is still at the top. He hears what sounds like a baby crying. Yes. And then we see a woman walk behind him. But again, this is, I and we've talked about this before, there's no sound when she walks by. No. Mm-hmm. And that is infinitely creepier no, than if yeah. it would have been like, wow, or <laughs> no, something. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm watching a movie. Yeah. You it was know, like, it takes oh, you out of shit. it. Like, yeah. it, it's creepy. But he grabs his camera and he spins it around and he hears whispering. Then he sees a woman with a baby lurch at him. Yes. And this causes him to fall down the well without any harness to his death. Yep. I'm sorry. The hmm. problem I had with this scene was that he says, Hello, is somebody there? Mm-hmm. All your friends are down there. Why the fuck are <laughs> you, you just asking? Oh, ask? no, yeah. That is true. I would have been, you know what? Fuck this. I don't, yeah. If somebody and is up down. here, I don't want anything to because do with if you. Because no. if I can even get halfway, my fall isn't going to be that bad. Yeah. Right. So if you're up here, I know and you're going to cut, cut my rope. Right. So yeah. let me try to get down as fast as possible. And why didn't he ask for, like, Latope? You know, anybody even specific. That, you just seen what he did. Yeah, no, true. We don't want to fuck yeah. that. We don't, don't want to know that we're here. Oh, yeah. But he does anyway, and it results in his death. Yeah. So now it's Papillon's turn to be like, hey, we should keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that made me laugh because she was so like cold yes. when yeah. Susie died. And she's like, yeah, I know this is real sad or whatever, but like we need to keep right, moving. We gotta go. Then when Benji dies, she's like, no. Yeah. And like, no, laying on him. And he's like, bitch. Right. Seriously? We gotta go. No, seriously. It's it. I think it confused me because we never really 
determined. The relationship. Yes. Yeah, I was. But she's I was sobbing about and she's too. heartbroken. Yeah. But I mean, and part of me is like, me. I would be like, I'm the one that brought him down no, here. Yeah. He's dead yeah. because of me. That yeah, is true. But I don't feel like. Scarlett necessarily thinks that no, way. No, She's like, no, no, my documentary will never get finished. <laughs> right, fuck, that was my camera guy. <laughs> yeah, damn it. I got to go back on fucking Kickstarter. <laughs> but they continue on crawling over the bones like they did before. Underneath the bones, this time, though, we hear a child say, oh. help me. And we see there's water underneath the bones, which physically does not make sense. No. no. But George says that it's his brother, and he tries to get everyone to move the bones so they can get him out. I feel like this is a moment that we all saw coming from yeah, when they right. got into the catacombs, but it's still so fucking sad. No, like, yeah. So sad. Scarlet convinces him that it isn't real, so they keep moving, but they're all pretty shaken, and George is like, what is happening to yeah. us? As if the inscription over the tunnel wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> you are in hell. <laughs> but we then hear a man scream, and as they round the corner... We see the light of a fire burning and we can hear it crackling. They slowly make their way over and around the corner and it's a whole ass car that is burning. So in the back seat of the car is the random stranger from the beginning of the film who told Scarlett about Papillon. That disappeared. Yes. And so he turns to look at Papillon. He is engulfed in flames and his face is horribly burned. And I think we kind of start to realize what the scar on his hand is, Papillon. And he screams that it wasn't his fault, but then he gets sucked toward the car as the stranger inside grabs him. This is one of the few scenes that looked very frightening to me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. The way that he was grabbing him to get him into the car was just, it was a lot. But suddenly the car gets sucked into a void and the only thing left are Papillon's legs sticking out of the Mm -hmm. ground. I was really confused by the imagery of his legs sticking up. Yeah. All I knew is I was like, this is so specific. Yeah. Well, I looked it up and in Dante's Inferno, the punishment for the eighth circle of hell, which is fraud, Mm -hmm. is, and this is a quote, out of the mouth of each hole protruded the feet of the transgressor and the legs up to the calf, the rest within remained. So he's, yeah. And he was up to the calf. Yeah. So he didn't that's take his, responsibility? That's, for, right, that's right. his punishment. Is he's This right, is you right. now. <laughs> he should have accepted this is what it. it is. Yeah. And I'm, I know you have more to say about Dante's I, Inferno. I do in a have bit. a few things to say, yeah, about Dante's Inferno and the semblance of this movie. Right. So as they continue on as a trio, it's only Scarlett, George, and Zed left. I know yeah. we haven't mentioned Zed in a long time, but because he there's has, been no yeah, reason no, to. He hasn't done anything, but he is still here. They begin to hear moans and screams, and so George grabs Scarlett and he's like, "Look, no matter what happens, that week in Turkey was the greatest week of my life." And Scarlett's like, "Me too." Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for weighing yeah. in. I wasn't so. even paying attention to that. I was like, the noises down here. Yeah. Oh my God. Fucking terrible. But I, to me, George is like, we're about to die. So yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, like, yeah. No matter what happens, he's like, we're corpses soon. We're we're dead. Yeah. We're our, dead right now. Our legs are gonna be sticking up from the. <laughs> but as they make their way into a tunnel, they see a chair resting in the center of a wide open room. Then suddenly, a man in a black cloak is sitting in it. And they bail out before he notices them, but he they get distracted by these screaming faces that are mm-hmm. like 
engraved in a in wall. Yeah, in the yeah. walls. That looks crazy. It looks, yes. yeah. But by the time they turn around, the cloaked man stands up and looks at them. And so they take off running. They hide up against another wall of faces as the man walks by. But then the faces burst from the walls and attack George. Take a bite out of crime. <laughs> yeah, one of them does. They <laughs> chew out his throat. Yeah. Uh, and so he's bleeding out and Zed and Scarlet drag him to safety, which is, I guess, just a few feet down but the hall. Why wouldn't you use the stone? No, but she does, though. Yeah, well, it took too long. <laughs> they dragged him for like 10 minutes, it's, and then she's yeah, like, oh, let me. Drag him for He's a bleeding out. Like, Well, they're afraid. I would be terrified down there. Yeah, oh, but yeah. in my I So guess. it's a timing issue. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you it, rip out that do stuff. Do I don't care who's after you. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> so This man's not even supposed to be here today. Right. No, he's not. It doesn't work, the yeah. stone. Well. And then George is like, vitriol. <laughs> <laughs> and sc- <laughs> through his gurgling blood, his wound looks good. Yeah, yeah it that does. looks really yeah. good. But Zed's applying pressure, and Scarlet is thinking about some of the clues that they've gone over earlier, and then she remembers the clue about rectification and the philosopher's stone. Mm-hmm. And she realizes that she does not have the correct stone, and that only by putting it back. Will she find the real stone? So she's like, Zed, you take care of things. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh, Zed's no. like, what the hell am I supposed to do? And so we get these first person shots of Scarlet hoofing her way <laughs> through basically the greatest hits of the catacombs yeah. that we've seen yeah, so far. Yeah, but like as she's running away from them, one of those stone wall men, whatever, uh-huh. come at her and she just punches him in the face and he crumbles. I was yeah. like, it was yeah. that easy. Why didn't you do that before when yeah, you was no, chewing your boyfriend's yes. throat out? But she's doing a full-on fucking speed run through the catacombs. <laughs> the greatest <Yeah>. hits. <laughs> Along the way, she makes kind of short work of wall creatures, as we've said, but she's also attacked by arms that grab her yeah. and try to pull her into a pool of blood. And oddly, on the other side, that pool was just water, but now it's blood. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. But she also comes across a hanging body with a bag over its head. When she tries to remove the bag, I guess she thinks that it's her father. Yeah. But when she removes it, she sees I, it looked like her own Herself. face. Yeah. yeah. Screaming her. back at her. Yeah. And so she just continues running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is what yeah. everyone would At do. this point, I would have accepted that. Yeah. yeah I'm like, She's well, crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know, just kill me. That's it. So we're back in the treasure room and she puts the stone back where she found it, rectifying the situation. But instead of a hidden stone, a light shines out of what appears to be a mirror. Yeah. Right. And she sees her own face and it's she's covered in blood, but I guess she's the stone. The stone was in you all along, Scarlet. Aww. It's the stones we made along the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so on her way back to George and Zed, she sees her father hanging yet again, but this time she goes over and hugs him and apologizes to him for not picking up the phone the night he died. And then he just disappears. That's all I needed. I guess. I mean, I feel like this came up so much and for it to be resolved in like 20 seconds is a little odd. Well, I feel like it's almost symbolic for like the baggage that we carry that we don't want to like face or address. Yeah. And it's like it seems so heavy. But once you look at it in the face, it might not be that bad. And so just her simply being like, maybe 
Like, I'm sorry, you know, this. you were crying out for help and I didn't hear you. Right. And then he fades away like a hologram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know what? That's all I needed. Yeah. But Scarlet makes her way back to the guys, but not before fucking up a few more of those wall monsters. She's like, yeah. I got a taste for it before. <laughs> now it's just fun. I'm not even scared anymore. But <laughs> once she gets back to George, she kisses him on the lips and holds his neck mm-hmm. and it heals him and Sleeping Beauty wakes up. <laughs> so they continue looking for an exit, but... They find another dead end, and it has another incredibly deep hole. It's so deep that they impossibly deep. Yeah, yeah, they will. They can't climb down the yeah. way that they had said before, or the way they had done before. And Scarlet says, "Look, we have to rectify ourselves and then jump into it." She says they have to confront the things that are haunting them there in the catacombs. So she's like, George, what is, you know, what is it about your brother's death that's weighing so heavily on you? And he reveals that his brother drowned because he got lost trying to find help. And so he's basically the whole time been blaming himself for his brother's death. So Scarlett's like, it's okay. (laughs) Cool. So (laughs) she asks Zed and he goes, I have a child I've never seen. I know it's mine, but I deny it. And she's like, that's fine. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. Good job, Zed. And I'm like, well, that's worse than (laughs) what he said. But (laughs) we're not, I guess we're not comparing sins right now. (laughs) But they all hold hands and they jump into the hole. A leap of faith. Yes. Once they hit the bottom, they find a manhole cover underneath some rocks. They can't open it but it opens when they push it down together and slide it to the side. Mm -hmm. The light of the Paris night pours through the hole and they climb down. They climb out of it. I don't know. They climb up, down, out of it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) When they open it and you see trees, I was like, oh Oh, my God. And now this is very neat looking. Yes. The way she throws out a camera and you see them climbing out, but... Again, it's uh, up, the, down, down the up. physics don't make sense, no. but it looks right. amazing. And they hear moans coming from the manhole and they're like, oh, let's close that shit. Yeah, up. Right, like, can we that. pave over this? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's hell right there. <laughs> so they all embrace because they literally went through hell together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zed's like, basically, yeah, I got to go. I got to go out. see a girl about a kid. <laughs> I had to walk off too. Like, so, <laughs> Scarlet embraces George again and cries. And the film ends with a quote from Scarlett from, I guess, her interviews earlier with Benji. Yeah. Much happier times. Yes. Where she declares that she values truth above all. And that's the end of the film. We get some pretty cool credits and a pretty neat French pop song, I guess. Yes. And that's the film. So what did you guys think of As Above, So Below? I did have a couple things to say, mm-hmm. uh, like I had said earlier, relating to Dante's Inferno. Right. And I kind of went down a rabbit hole and like <laughs> doing some readings myself. And I saw a um, YouTube video by Film Comics Explained mm-hmm. that kind of helped paint the picture for me as well. When they enter, obviously, when he's like, oh, I've never been here, but his tag Marking. is there or whatever. Yeah. They were in the first circle of hell, which is Limbo. And that's where like culty members were chanting. And I read that limbo isn't necessarily where you go when you've done something bad, but they specifically mention virtuous pagans ending Hmm. up in limbo. So I was like, huh. That's specific. Yes. Again, this is specifically mentioned in Dante's Inferno. Right. The second circle of hell 
which is lust, is described in Dante's Inferno by the screaming and rumbling that they hear in when, the movie. Like yeah. when they were underwater, yes. right, it seemed right. like. Yeah. Wow. The fourth circle of hell jumping ahead because they don't really, nothing gluttonous <laughs> right. happens. We don't have to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is only an hour and a half movie. Yeah, come on. Um, the fourth circle of hell is greed, and that's the one that was filled with treasure. Makes And sense. believed to have the Philosopher's Stone. And their greed to get at the treasure causes is, the ceiling to collapse. God damn. The fifth circle of hell is wrath, and that's where Latope kills Susie. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I'm not alone, I'm not going to be like, I came up with this, <laughs> mm-hmm. that this implies that Susie's sin that she hadn't addressed was her being wrathful towards someone or violent towards someone. Hmm. Well, she did die a very violent exactly. death. And obviously she never got a chance to rectify or atone for whatever she was right. carrying. Right. Moving forward, the seventh circle is violence. And right before they leave the seventh circle, when Benji dies, he's confronted by that woman and her baby. And right. it's also believed he did something violent to the woman and or the baby. See, I always wondered watching this movie what his sin was. I really wish we would have gotten more on the two of them. Right. Because, I mean, it's kind of spelled out for us with the three at the end. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like that would have made their deaths make a lot more sense. Yeah. Later on, but I don't know how how you can do that without Zed being like, you know what? Actually, Susie killed a guy. <laughs> did they? Did she fucking tell you about that? Yeah. No, it made killed me laugh. The guy with the trident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they like really just spell it out for you because it feels like they ran out of time. Yeah. And Zed's like, I got a baby I don't like. Yeah. And you're like, what? Where did that come from? I didn't get that from you at all. And lastly, I already covered the imagery of. Papillon sticking his legs sticking yeah, out of the ground mm-hmm. but he died in the ninth circle which is treachery mm. and he is killed immediately after denying responsibility for whatever happened in that car so again, i would have liked a little more i want to know too, what happened in that car that dude was engulfed in flames and the car was engulfed and he has one burn on his hand you know i feel like this is the time where i would actually enjoy some james wan style flashbacks yeah to maybe see on the surface level, what happened? No, what I these totally agree. Did. But I feel like reading all that made the movie even deeper and even have more meaning. No, for sure. Um, but the, again, the question was, what did I think of it? <laughs> um, I like I said the beginning, I was not on board. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, this is lame. This is expositional. I don't like the protagonist. Like no. I, I wasn't, I wasn't down at all. From the point where Benji gets stuck in that tunnel, mm-hmm. I was riveted from that point on right. and i enjoyed it without even having read all that on dante's inferno that really was just whipped cream and cherries and everything else on top <laughs> mm-hmm. chocolate sauce whatever you got yeah. delicious sunday delicious sunday um i was i was surprisingly impressed with this movie mm-hmm. what do you i think i talked enough what do you no, think? <laughs> no, you're fine i enjoyed this movie yeah a little more than i think i should have <laughs> but I think it was because of all the things that you said. Yeah. Having played the game Dante's Inferno a long time ago and reading the book even before that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was really, really good to see. Yeah. And like the mole guy, he was stuck in limbo. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wasn't supposed to be there. No. So he couldn't move on. He couldn't do anything. So that's why he was there. And then that, <laughs> even that, it's like, damn, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, what the fuck? And then the way they all died, it, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. something for to have to do with them. Yeah. yeah. For a reason. 
you are right about what's her name, the girl, uh, Susie. No, uh, Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah. yeah. She was a bit of, you know, oh, I know everything. Yes. You know, yeah, and it did. It, yeah, it did. It got old really fast. But I think it was the change of, like you said, when they mm-hmm. start going it's through. It's like two different movies. No, for sure. Like the beginning to me wasn't as bad because I feel like it was a setup. You know, mm-hmm. it was setting you up for what was going yeah. on. But it, it did do it in a weird way. Um, but from Benji getting stuck on, I was like, yeah, this is terrifying. I'm in. Yeah, I was like, this is terrifying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree with both of you. Um, the first time I saw it in theaters, I just thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. This time around, actually knowing the background and all the references that are being made, yeah, it makes it a better experience. Yeah. And looking back, you see all the details that the writers put in that they they did kind of give you some exposition-y stuff as far as the characters were concerned. Right. But they did not beat you over the head with the literary no. references that they and were I making. And I feel like if people don't really care to look a little deeper, I can see how they could be like, that made no sense. Right. Like I said at the top, I can see how people love this movie. Definitely. And I can see how people yes. hate this movie. Yeah. But I think that they did a decent job. My complaints lie mostly with the characterization. Yeah. That's fair. If you have such a short runtime, there's no reason that you don't kind of expand upon some of these stories of these people. Yeah, because I would have loved to see more of that. So you have one character that's fully fleshed out in an annoying way. Yeah. And then the rest of the characters that are kind of paper thin. Yeah. Who kind of just fit into what you need them to be. So good and bad. Yeah. So I guess that brings us into ratings. Taking into account everything that we've said, there are a lot of positives and there are some negatives. Mm -hmm. And it's a far from perfect movie, but I feel like if you're willing to kind of delve into the, I don't want to say mythology or the, you know, the detail, the work that the writers put into it, Mm -hmm. it only enhances the experience. Now, it does not overshadow the negatives that we discussed. And so I feel very content in giving As Above, So Below seven circles of hell out of ten. I think that the movie is good. It's a fun movie to watch. It's pretty short, and you can get through it. It's no big deal. But if you really want to enjoy the experience, it kind of does rely on some work. Investigation. (laughs) Afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to detract from the movie for that. I feel like you should add on, because normally I, I think I would probably give this movie a six, mm-hmm. but I added an extra point for all the work that obviously went into obviously. it right. to make things accurate and in line with Dante's Inferno. But I will open the floor to you. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on that. Yeah. I'm going to give it a seven, Circles of Hell. I enjoyed this movie a mm-hmm. lot. Like you said, the whole comparison with Dante's Inferno and all that, and I love stuff like that yeah you know what i mean and i know you said you don't believe in it mm-hmm. but the devil believes in you oh no yeah. like you is that I mean? like to make me feel good like he believes well, i can do, do anything yeah. i can achieve anything well like i do believe in that mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i like seeing the way they took you know what i mean their yes. take on it and the shit they had to go through and everything was like oh my god you know if i was in this situation i'd just curl up in a ball <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to, you know, what are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, the lady was a little, you know, it all and whatever Mm -hmm. and everything, you know, like you said, there's a lot of negatives, but 
I feel like the way they did it, mm-hmm. like the story and then them going through the circles of hell and everything, I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? I enjoyed it. Yeah, and the setting. I forgot yeah. to mention oh, that. Oh, yeah. I love those That's catacombs. fucking terrifying. Yeah. It's amazing. I think we also forgot to mention that I'm pretty sure they saw literal Satan down there in that black robe. That yes. was the devil. That's yeah. Right. That was, yeah. I did read Whew. that, too. And he had like a weird baby face. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Look, I couldn't well, tell if it was a mask or well, what. Well, the, the mm-hmm. thing no, is, is that uh, Lucifer was the most beautiful angel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's why would baby. he? Why would he come as a beast and not beauty? Maybe as above, so below. I don't know. Yeah. It's the opposite. <laughs> right. It's like everything. we're gonna make you ugly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Nay? I think I've talked enough about how I feel about the movie. <laughs> I didn't like the protagonist. I didn't like the beginning, but the last half really blew me away. And reading further about it, I was like, <gasps> like constantly, oh my yeah. God, like that makes it even better. I was going back and forth on my number, but I think I'm going to have to make it a jackpot here and also give as above, so below seven circles of hell out of 10. The old hat trick, huh? The old hat trick. Right. Love it. Three of a kind. Right. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate as above, so below, and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter, at the Podmortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter, at TravisMWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Remember, it's never too early to own up to your mistakes. If you don't, they just might end up owning you. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>